Lord we worship you There is none like you There is none besides you You are God all by yourself You are sovereign You are great You are holy You are perfect We give you all worship all glory all power all honor goes back to you lord hallelujah 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 can somebody give god a shout of praise in the house hallelujah praise god Praise God. Um, okay, please help me just welcome someone as we take our seats. Hallelujah. Praise God. How was yesterday? Did we go out? Praise God. God is faithful. God is true. Let every man be a liar. Let God be true concerning Nigeria. Amen. All right. So, um, we've been talking about free indeed. Have we enjoyed it so far? So, um, I think it was last Sunday when I experienced um, Reverend Christie as she was talking. You know, it's, it's one of those services where I felt like, oh, I wish this person was here. And then like, oh wow, okay, she just came to my table. And now she's breaking my table. But I still wish this person was here. You know that, that, that feeling where she's talking about you, but as you are getting hit, you're also thinking about who else. And, and that is the true evangelism where you allow God to come to you, to change you. But as it's changing, you are thinking, who else can I bring into this good life? That is evangelism, isn't it? Praise God. And um, we're going into the month of evangelism in, the, in April, as we do. So just start to prepare your mind. These things that you are hearing, this transformation that you are going through, who else needs to hear this? Who else needs to experience this? And as I said, as she was doing what she was doing to me and I, I was getting his left hand and center. I was sending messages to everybody I could think of. You have to be here on Wednesday. You have to be here on Wednesday. And for every single person that came, in fact, some of them had to call me later to be thanking me. Like, thank you. Because a lot of times we think that um, being free or in terms of um, addiction is just about the, the usual suspects. You know what I mean? Uh, adultery, fornication, masturbation, pornography, uh, gambling. Um, some people don't even think gambling is a thing. Like, they don't think it's a problem. Oh, but, but it is. I've, I've had situations where I've had to talk to men that have, they've moved, they've had to move their entire family to go and stay with in-laws simply because they spent their rent and their children's school fees. And things like that. So it's a major thing, in case you are not aware. All right, I know you are all Christians and all that. So 
any single thing that can take you away from focusing on God can be an addiction. Some people, it's as bad as chocolate. Somebody was talking about Coke and how many they drink in a day. Were we there when we, did you hear that question? So there is nothing that cannot be, that cannot become a stronghold, so to speak. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So, um, as you're saying all these things and, and my prayer throughout the past couple of weeks actually has been, Lord, let us find ourselves in these words. So we don't think that this is for somebody else that we are feeling sorry for. Praise God. So I'm hoping you found yourself. How many of us collected rubber band on Wednesday? How many of us collected? I'm missing one hand, two, okay, three, four, okay, just a few. How many of us are still wearing our rubber bands? How many of us have the rubber band caught by reason of use? I couldn't find a name for it. So how many of us have been tying ourselves? More than 10 times in a day. 10 times. Let me see your hands. 10. 5. If I am not addicted, <laughs> praise God. Um, but today, I, I just want to bring another aspect or another side of things that we need to look at. Um, Pastor Jethro talked on it or touched on it um, um, in first service. Praise God. And it's the fact that, because we sat down with um, Reverend Christie and she was saying that the, I think they, they had a, a poll, sorry, about people that had been, had recovered and people were like, the rubber band and the reset was actually number two in, as in when they were ranking the things that really helped them change or recover. That was number two on this scheme of things, even above accountability. Praise God. So it works. Please let me tell your neighbor the rubber band works. For the people that didn't come on Wednesday, you won't know what we're even talking about. Go and watch Wednesday service, and when you are done, go and buy a pack of rubber bands because you'll need it. Praise God. All right, so um, it works, but um, a thought occurred to me, and it was like, do you know that the rubber band, or really any step you take towards any recovery? from any kind of addiction or vice is dependent on you. You know the rubber band won't pull itself. It won't tie itself. Help me or it's tie me I'm using it. It won't tie itself. If you do what you are, what you think you shouldn't be doing, it won't automatically just tie. Abby? You still have to pull it. So for anything to work, it has to come from you. And, and literally that was all she was talking about. Where she said, uh, somebody said uh, there's somebody that has some kind of addiction. And she was like, I can't help you if you are not willing to help yourself. I can't make you do these things. Praise God. So at first it comes from you. That's what I'm trying to say. It comes from you. Whatever it is, I can't make you want to change. 
a number of times in church where maybe I'm coming from the back and I see guys as well. I don't know why betting is a guy thing. Sorry, girl, ladies, do you, do you, do you bet? Why not? What's wrong with you? I'm joking, no. I don't, I don't bet. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but is this something in the guys that make, makes them want to? I don't understand it. So how come it's a guy thing? Somebody help me. Quick, so women don't like quick money. She said, somebody said quick money. If it's quick money, it's a, it's a general problem now. We want quick money. Abby? So can somebody help me, please? Because there is no, I'm walking down this aisle and I'm just seeing guys on short bets and you're just like that, just scrolled very casually. Like, if, if we're still in, in, in the desert, I think lightning will just be striking anyhow. You know, now we still have the power to choose whether I want to use rubber band or not. Then they didn't really have a choice. Lightning will just come. They didn't even ask it to come. It just, and then it won't just tie you, you and your entire family. But the ground will just open. We'll just be seeing, there will just be holes, potholes in this dome. Praise God. But God will help us. Um, so let's start. All right. Colossians 2. Or let's start like this. So God said, or Jesus said, um, uh, the person of the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. Abby, that's where we got this from. Free indeed. And he said it with such conviction that now you're looking like, okay, so was he lying? Was, was, was Jesus whining me when he said that he made me free? Well, how come I'm not really experiencing that freedom? How come I'm still held by, bound by all these vices and all these things? I mean, the, the scripture, um, Reverend Christie read in a message, I believe. The way she read it and the way he, it came across, it was just beautiful because it captures the heart of every true Christian. Where the things you want to do, you don't do. The things you don't want to do, that's the things you find yourself doing. Abby, that's why the story with a lot of us young Christians, even older Christians, where you're just like, why am I not praying more? And why am I now gossiping more? Or why am I getting so angry every day? Abby? Am I the only person? I'm the only struggling, I'm the only human Christian in this place. So, I keep asking myself, so when Jesus said all these things, why am I not seeing the reality of it in my own life? Why must this Christian walk be a struggle? Why must it be that I overcome this and then it's on to the next battle? And it's always, it's not just about battles for projects. It's also a battle for my soul. Abby? That's what happens now. Because this is literally a battle for our soul. So, um, let's look at, let's start with Galatians 5.1. Galatians 5 verse 1. Can we read this together? One, two, go.
Okay, it sounded like there were just three of us in this hall. Let's do it again. One, two, read. Okay, so what he's saying here is that liberty has already been made available for us. Abi? So there's liberty given to us. Now he's saying you should stand fast in it. And then don't be entangled again. So the way I see entangled, wish this was a corded mic. I see a lot of us as Christians. So Christ has made us free. And what this scripture is saying is that we literally, with our own hands, go and carry entanglements and start wrapping ourselves. That's what this scripture is saying. Do you understand? We have liberty. But a lot of times we choose to be entangled. Because if not, you won't say that and be not entangled again. That means you have a choice to be entangled or not. Don't be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Don't go back and carry the sheke sheke. Shackles, chains, and wrap yourself again in bondage. So, if this is the mindset of Paul concerning us as Christians and the way we are entangled with sin, that he thinks, or that's how you look at it, Paul thinks that we actually do this to ourselves by ourselves, then what is wrong with this picture? compared to how we are living or compared to our reality. I hope I'm making sense. So the first thing that I've realized is no matter who comes up this stage, no matter the number of steps you are given, no matter the years, number of years of experience the person is bringing, if you not first realize that your righteousness and your right standing and the truth that you are free is nature to you, then everything else is cosmetic. Everything else is what? Cosmetic. In other words, now we can read. Let's read um, Colossians 2. So you get what I'm saying. Colossians 2, from, from 20 to 23, in message, please. Colossians 2, 20 to 23 in message. All right, so let's, I'll read. Um, so then, if with Christ, you've put all that pretentious and infantile, infantile religion behind you, why do you let yourselves be bullied by it? Next verse. It says, don't touch this, don't taste that, no, don't go near this. Those are the steps. Steps. Um, use rubber band. Um, have somebody accountable to. Uh, all the things you hear. Okay, don't don't go near your trigger areas. Don't go to places or be around people or be in in situations where you find yourself going near all, all of these things. Next verse, it says, "Do you think things that are here today and gone tomorrow are worth that kind of attention?" Next verse. It's not changing here. Next verse, twenty-three. Okay, so it says so. Okay, it says such things sound impressive. He said in a deep enough voice. Message does something to me sometimes. In other words, I say, if I if I speak with some kind of authority and I'm speaking like I know what I'm saying, then it will sound impressive to people that do not know any better. Abby, 
says they even give the illusion of being pious and humble. Praise God. So if I just hold my hands together and like just say some words and tell you about the number of years I've been in ministry. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay. So that by the time I say, I know what you need to change. You're like, now man was insane. It's me that has the problem. That's usually what happens. Am I correct? Somebody comes here and you're like, he sees all these things and gives you all these stories and you're like, so what is wrong with me? Two weeks after the person left. That's what happens. Okay. So, uh, prior and humble and ascetic, whatever that means, um, it says, but they are just another way of showing off and making yourselves look important. That's what everything will do if it is done outside of nature. Um, I remember a while back, I think I've shared this story. Uh, my brother wasn't born again. My brother, he wasn't born again at that time. So, I don't know what possessed me. So I called him, I sat him down, and I taught him about giving. Praise God. I told him, showed him principles and concepts and all of that about giving in the Bible. And he was impressed. So he took all his shirts. At that time, he had a lot of branded shirts. You know, then the Christ were reigning. Yeah, all the Ralph Lauren, yeah, Izod. If you don't know Izod, you shouldn't even be talking to me. But do you understand what I'm saying? Like all of those crested shirts. And he gave everything out. One week passed. Nothing happened. Two weeks. Now my brother is, my younger brother is taller than me. He's bigger than me. By the third week, guy called me like, guy, I'm not seeing my return of investment. <laughs> you will buy all my shirts. As in, the guy was straight. Why are you doing? Yeah, make a, <laughs> it was makers, it means I make us a primary school friend. So, well, you buy all my shirts. Cause I'm not saying return on investment. And, and God used that to show me that, um, wherever you are, guys, sorry. But you don't cast your pearls before swine. In other words, I was teaching concepts that were exclusive to the kingdom to somebody that was not in the kingdom. Pastor Jethro read um, Romans 6, 1 to 14. And as he was reading it, Paul was saying all these things about this new reality and all of that for us as Christians. And it occurred to me that Paul was actually teaching these people. It wasn't like they were living in it. So those people will see that letter. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Like, I'm born again now. Even though it was in the days of Paul, you would think that I was actually living in that reality. But Paul, through this letter to the Romans, is actually teaching me how to live as a Christian. So that letter is still valid for us today. If we look at it, it's the same thing that he was saying to those people in those days that he's saying to us today. Does that make sense? As in, it was a teaching on how to behave as a Christian. 
It wasn't like this is the reality we're already living in. No. I don't know if that makes, if that does what it did to me at that time when it hit me. Like this was a teaching on how we are supposed to behave in this kingdom. Not like they were living it. They were not living it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Does that make sense? So what am I saying that? First comes nature. Then comes nurture. Did you get that? So that by the time um, I was now teaching or showing my brother about giving, after he gave his life to Christ, then it made sense. Do you get it now? So all of these things we are saying, if nature has not been dealt with, then nurture is, is, is a waste of time. If I come to you now and tell you, that, okay, make sure you're always around uh, people. Make sure you don't um, um, sin tribes in, 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 how do we say it? In secrecy. All those things we say, have you? Sin tribes in t- secrecy. Uh, make sure you have an accountability partner. Make sure you tell somebody about this. Da, da, da. And I list out all these things for you to do. And I don't address nature. I have wasted your time. Praise God. Okay, so let's use an example. So let's say you relocate. I love using this example. You relocate. You are now a U.S. or a Canadian citizen. Are we? Amen? The amen is loud. (laughs) You are now a citizen. You've collected your passport. They've actually given you your passport. But let's say even before then, you get to Canada or the U.S., you know how we can be in Nigeria. I don't say how we are. How some people can be in Nigeria. Where there are two people on the queue, but you still want to rush. Just because you're a Nigerian. Abi? The bus is empty, but you are still struggling with nobody. Just to enter. In fact, if the bus stops, you're malo, 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 so that you can run and jump. Because why should you have it easy when you can be stressed? And then you get to the U.S. There was this day where, where I, was, I was in the U.S. with my wife and Anna, her cousin. And we're driving uh, like an expressway. And there was this whole lane that was empty. There was traffic. Now there was this lane, full lane. It's not covered. We don't have to climb. I'm not climbing. Full lane. Free. And I asked the guy, so why are we not? And they're like, oh, that, that one is for, I think if you have, I don't know, for the guys that, are, if you have four people or more in your car, then you can take that lane. Because it shows that you are saving the environment. Free, and there was traffic. And I'm like, who will catch us? It's free. As in, you mean all of you by yourself will choose to stay here when there's free lane? I'm a Nigerian. Praise God. For a while, I will behave like a Nigerian. Wherever I'm given the opportunity. If I get to their own shop right, 
and I see a queue. I can start winking at the guy at the till like, guy, I see guy. <laughs> I'll buy you bread. Shave his thoughts. As in, we'll still carry that in. I don't know how long it will stay with me. But I know that anyway, as long as, see, if you get to a place, why shouldn't you ask, and what can we do to beat the system? You just want to be flowing like that easily. No. You have to behave like a Nigerian. Abi? But now what happens is this. That's me being a Nigerian in another person's country. From the moment I received my passport as a U.S. citizen. Amen? You're not saying amen. Are you angry? Guys, didn't say you. Nigerians. Anyway, um, from that moment, um, nature has changed. In other words, I will not call myself a Nigerian anymore. I will say I'm a U.S. citizen. Now, the Nigerian behavior might still stay with me for a while. Especially because I'm in my 40s. Abi, it will take a while. If I see any black person, I'll like, ah, oh more, yeah, how far? And then if you're like, ah, what one? I'll like, ah, it wasn't you, it's not you. I'll still, Abi, that's the Nigerian name. Up till the point where little by little, I start to imbibe the culture of the place I'm in. Abi? And then in a couple of years, Mr. Azan start doing a yeah, man. No, man. What's up, man? Abi? Uh-huh. That's how it works. So if I choose, like some of us that just went to Baragri and came back with an accent, You went to Badagri, and you're coming back and you're doing yeah, man, for me. Yeah, man. It's Badagri you went. But you're still doing so much, so much. You're doing in it for me. It's Badagri. And so that is what happens when you take, you're trying to imbibe a culture that is not true to your nature. Do you understand what I'm saying? Let me drink water. But what I'm saying in essence is this. Every single thing, because we are still doing this for the rest of the month. Praise God. Praise God. If you don't realize that first is our nature, I don't know how Pastor K drinks water and then stops. It's awkward. So just pause. Mm-hmm. Praise God. How does it do? I need to study that man more. Yeah? And then you walk off and they drink the water and just, that thing is just, is, is synchronized. Praise God. I can't even close the bottle. <laughs> Amen. He puts it here, no? Yes. Alright, um, so why am I saying all this? You can do these steps. But it's not you. Praise God. Does that make sense? 
I can teach you steps. But if it's not you, you revert back to normal. It's just a matter of time. Praise God. Um, I'm trying to, there's, there's a, is there a scripture I'm trying to remember? But essentially, that, that is it, literally. Like, if, if, if you don't address what is already up here from years of use, from years of abuse, praise God, you will never realize the full potential of the things that are being taught here. Do you understand that? I'm, I'm trying to break it down so we'll get it. So that by design, so it, it, it's more than just the steps. That's what I'm saying. It must be who you are. Praise God. So let's now see. After we said that, okay, so I've talked about the fact that sometimes you need a bit of time to be able to ease into the reality of who you truly are. There, I've, I've seen videos. I've seen videos, all these YouTube, Instagram, whatever videos, where you can see maybe a dog swimming, paddling, Abby. You've seen videos like that, you see a dog paddling, maybe, or he's even surfing. I've seen videos like that where a dog is surfing. And, um, does it make any less a dog? Praise God. Can you hear me? Okay, because it looks like I'm alone here. The fact that the dog is swimming, does it make it any less a dog? No, it's still a dog, Abby. It's just a dog that can swim. In other words, when you realize that first it is nature before nurture, then you also realize that when you fall, when you fall short, or when you fall into sin or into error, you are no less a Christian or a son of God. You are just that son of God that missed it at that time. So that you won't think that this is who I really am. So let me just continue. Because that's usually what happens when it comes to addictions. Okay? You, in your own strength, you stop. For whatever reason, maybe there's a trigger or something, but you stop. And one month goes by, and you're fine. Two months, you're fine. Three months, you're fine. And then one day, you trip and you fall. What usually happens in those scenarios or in those situations is that when you fall, you go back even harder than what you were doing before. Am I correct? You go back even harder, even more more perverse than what you were doing before. Because you have convinced yourself that that is who you truly are. Not the person that changed. That is why you need to understand first that this is who I am now. I can't say this often enough and I can't say this hard enough. If you don't settle it that this is not me, this person sinning, this dog that can swim doesn't make me know any less a dog. I'm not calling you a dog, but you got what I mean. This Christian, this son of God that sleeps and fell is still a son of God. He's still a daughter of God. He's still loved by God. If you don't realize that, the way you go back, you almost be denying God by the end of the day. Because you will not go back to where you used to be. You will go back worse than you used to be. 
That's what happens. Am I correct? Praise God. So that by the time we are now talking about all these other things, you will see that they are add-ons to somebody that already has the nature of God in them. Every single step you will hear, every single piece of advice, it is meant for children in the kingdom. Praise God. I hope we are getting that. The Israelites were in the were, were slaves for 430 years. Abi, we know the story. Israelites were slaves, and then Moses came, and he was meant to be a deliverer for Israel. Abi, so first he tried it in his might. He said he, he killed somebody that was trying to beat another Israelite. Abi, we know the story. And when he saw two Israelites fighting, they attacked him. They're like, who are you? Why should you be after? You want to kill us? Like, you know, do you know that story, Abi? Maybe in his mind, he thought, ah, these people recognize that I was about to start a revolution and I'm on their side. So the, in that situation, the arm of flesh failed. We can see those that one as steps now. Abi? I can give you steps. That's arm of flesh. It will fill you. Praise God. And then he went. Went into the wilderness. Got, got his encounter with God and came back with miracles. And he performed miracles. Abi? And they released the Israelites. And you would think that the miracles that these people were seeing were enough. They were seeing a pillar of cloud by day, a pillar of fire by night. They had seen uh, the rod turn into a snake. They had seen all the ten plagues and all of that. I you think that's enough to keep them in the faith. But these people, after a while, they were like, Okay, so we can see miracles, but we wish we were back in Egypt. That's what they literally said. We wish we could go back to eating our cucumber and our lettuce and our garlic that was in Egypt. So that's showing you two things. One, the arm of flesh will still fail. Two, I cannot lay hands on you to deliver you from the things that your mind has already accepted as yours. Praise God. 430 years of slavery, they were still slaves in their minds, even though they had been set free. Praise God. They would rather go back to the shackles and back to building without a... How did they punish them? Without a... Uh, what's what that called? Straw. They were supposed to be making blocks without straw. They didn't think of all that. They said we prefer that to this new liberty. You would think they were crazy, but that's what a lot of us are still doing. God says you are free. The person, the son of a man, has said free. It's free indeed. Hmm. Praise God. You are free indeed. We are saying, I'd rather take up my shackles again and bound myself. 
So you have no right judging the Israelites. For every person that is still struggling, praise God, for every person that is still going through things, that is literally what you are going. You are going back to slavery because that's what Paul was saying. Don't take up bondage again upon yourself. Why would you do that to yourself? A lot of people, and I keep, I keep saying this, is we look at the Old Testament guys and are like, ah, how can these guys be so evil? Uh, da, da, da. Why did Eve eat the apple? Why did Adam take it from her? If it was you. I shall taste here like, where's that tree? Where's the tree? Where's the tree? You'd have eaten the whole tree. Because you look at these people and we blame them, but you are actually working in certain realities that are very parallel to what they did then. Praise God. So now, as much as I've tried, I've touched on, okay, we have a couple of minutes. I've touched on nature. The fact that it has to come from you first. There has to be a change of nature first before we can talk about steps. So now that we've talked about that, now we can talk about what you can do. And those are the things you already know or you already know. Um, you have to revive new or kindle. Let me say not revive because it was not there. You have to kindle new desires in you. For everything that you have indulged in, for everything, chocolate, sex, porn, um, gambling, every single thing, because it has already created a space and it's already filling a space in you, you have to replace it with something else. That's why the Bible will say, and this is one of my favorite scriptures, walk in the spirit so that you will not fulfill the desires or the loss of the flesh. Praise God. If you are not swapping one for the other, you are still living in a gap there. And that's why Jesus will say that when you expel a spirit from a person, the spirit is just hovering. It goes for a while and it comes back. And if he sees that house empty and swept, that's how the Bible says it. In other words, in the process of expelling that demon or that principality or that mindset, there was a sweeping. They cleared your mind. And then if it comes back and you see that ah, this place is still empty, just call the guy. Guy, sure. Uh, I get, I get room. I get, I get one big like that. And just show first, just show. And bring guys. Go get, go groove. That's what happens. He will bring seven, even more wicked than he. That's what the Bible says. So if you are not filling that space, you are preparing room for the devil. Praise God. And that's why I I use that scripture. Walk in the spirit so you don't fulfill the loss of the flesh. Walk in the spirit. Pray in the spirit. Pray. Study the word. Fill your life with kind of spiritual things to fill up the carnality that you've just evicted. Praise God. It should not fill up your life with the spirituality or with spiritual things. Trust me, it's just a matter of time. There is nothing. Do you know that for some people, they are addicted to dieting? Oh, you didn't know? Not, I didn't say addicted to losing weight too. 
because they don't lose any. Sorry. But they are addicted to the thoughts of dieting. So, they do crash courses. There's this new thing. If I take this drug, if I take this pill, I'll lose weight in two days. And then you see that, like, are you okay? You are not breathing well. Like, have I? I'm on this new, what do people call it? Is it regimen? Regimen, are we? I'm on this new thing. I'm like, yes, but this is not sustainable. Because it's not a lifestyle. It's a crash course. Praise God. That's why we need people like Reverend Christie who will come and take you through steps because this thing cannot be, you cannot expel the spirit and not put something. So she's teaching lifestyle beyond expelling a spirit. There's no way that will come here and say that that woman was not anointed. Abby? Am I, am I the only person? She was, she's anointed. Everybody has steps. So that you're not just shocking yourself into, into stopping things that you are, you've already had 30 years of practice. It doesn't work that way. Even God knows. That's why he told Jesus, make sure you tell them when you expel a spirit, make sure they fill you with something else. Praise God. And then the other aspect is the people you surround yourself with. I remember when I first got born again, I got born again just as I was entering into school. Before I entered school, I'd already planned things. Praise God. Plenty things. I won't even go into detail. But one of them was like, I was going to smoke nonsense. As in, I was very serious. And I was born again because I gave my life. I don't, God arrested me. If God did not do what he did, I don't know what I'll be doing right now. I'll be dead. So, I said I was going to smoke. As in, I was going to drink and I was going to smoke. As in, that was my resolution. Because I needed the freedom of school to be able to express myself. Praise God. So as I landed in school, I said, bam. I was still laying my mattress when the guy came to preach to me. And there were two of us. So he preached to me and another guy. And that was a weird thing because I could, I, it was almost like a movie. Because I saw that guy literally were in the same level all the way till we graduated. Abi. So I could see our paths diverging. I was becoming more into Christ and he was becoming more of a club boy. And we were greeting because we saw each other on day one. Hey, okay, I had a good fellowship. Ah, I had a good club. And that is what, and that's why I say I, I, I don't know what God saw because he sees the end from the beginning. If, if God could save me like that, I still pray for him. I still trust that that guy will still get saved, even if he's not ready. There are days after I got born again. Like today is the day. I'll buy the cigarettes. And then I'll step out. I'll be on the streets. 
thing was so annoying. And I'll light the cigarette. As I'm holding it, I just see my Christian brothers coming towards me. I'm like, oh God. Kill all the God's Because they will not just see me and go. They are dragging me. Ah, let's go and pray. And then I have to drop the cigarette. I'm like, next time. And that's how next time never happened. Praise God. That would not have been the story if nature had not been taken care of. Do you understand? They didn't need, and, and, and the kind of people that you need around you, maybe I should say this, accountability. When you say accountability, a lot of us think, oh, I'll call you and like, guy, did you masturbate today? And you're like, no. And like, okay, bye. And then next day, guy, did you watch porn today? And then like, yes. I'm like, how dare you? And I'll do all the things I'm supposed to do. Praise God. But if I am responsible for you in a way that I want to see Christ formed in you, you know there's a difference. Do you know there's a difference? Like, you know that I'm not calling you to mark your uh, script. But I'm calling you to make sure that you are turned into the very likeness and the image of God here on earth. There's a difference. You want to call me. That's a difference. So when you're looking for an accountability person or a mentor or whatever it is, that should be it. It's not the person that will stress you just because they want you to, to stop doing something or to attain something. No. There's that love that is backing their every action. That is what you should be looking for. Praise God. So you see that it's more than steps. It's actually here first before the steps. The steps are necessary. I can't repeat that often enough. The steps are necessary. Praise God. But it is like pouring water on a dog's back. You know, it won't stay when nature hasn't been taken care of. Praise God. Did you understand anything I said today? I really hope so. Because it will help you the next time you fall and you realize that I am still loved by God. I am still the son of the king. I'm still God's own. I'm still a citizen of heaven. I will stand up. That is why the Bible will say that it is the righteous man that will fall seven times. The righteous man. A man that is made righteous. He will fall seven times. Or they will say he's a good man. Abi? Fall seven times and he will stand again. His standing again is not because he is resilient. His standing again is because of who he is. Not what he has done. I hope we got that. Your position is to stand. It's not to be on the floor. It's not to be defeated by whatever it is you are going through. I hope we got that. Now, moving on, you now need the steps. You now need to know that you need somebody to be accountable to. You now need to know that you need to fill the void. 
you must fill the void. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Alright, I'd like to pray for somebody in the house. You are not born again. That's the first part, the nature part. If we don't address nature, everything you think you are struggling with now is futile. You will continue to struggle. You continue to struggle. Just like that person with the night with the US passport. After a while, in that environment, after a while, it is only a matter of time, but it is definite. His behavior will match his environment. But if you are not in the kingdom, what are you trying to match? Bible says that the righteousness, all of our righteousness put together, is like filthy rags before God. So it cannot be what you are doing. It can't. Steps are useless if you've not changed the nature. Praise God. So if you are not born again, let's address that first. So let's just lift your hand above your head. I'll pray with you. Your life will be transformed literally. Literally. This is not theory to me. I lived it. I lived this life. The, 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 the things God saved me from, the way God transformed my life, the way God delivered me. There was a man that saw through everything I was doing then. He used to call me slow poison. A lot of people didn't understand. But the truth is, yes, I was quiet and I was small, but I was evil. This man just, he, I don't know what he sensed. But till I left university, he used to call me slow poison because I think he knew, he had an idea. Even God had to show me favor with him for me to even graduate from that school. To the point where he had to be calling me to commend me on some things. Years, that was five years later. Because he just knew. God can change your story. God can transform you. God can, can make sure that he sends the right people your way. That every time you are determined, you are just like me, determined, I must smoke today, I must drink today, I must join that call today. He just sends somebody. He just orchestrates events. And you have to go home. Because that's what happened to me. The day I was supposed to be I don't want to start using terms here, but the day I was supposed to be initiated, I had to go home. They that's and it was like that. Where God starts ordering your steps out of things and situations and circumstances that would otherwise destroy your life. The devil is not doing much with you because he's confident that you're not going anywhere. I want you to surprise him today. So if you are not born again, just lift your hand above your head. I'll pray with you. Your life will be transformed. Do we have anybody? Praise God. Now for the rest of us, can we rise to our feet? We're just going to pray very, very quickly. When the Bible says be transformed by the renewing of your mind, this is what he was saying. Renewing your mind makes you to realize who you truly are in Him. 
Renewing your mind daily, renewing your mind at all times makes you realize who you truly are in God. So that you are not held by your past. You are not held by things you have done. You are not defined by what you just did. It doesn't define you. That's what renewing your mind does. It tells you that you are still a son. You are still loved. Yes, you fail, but you are still loved. Yes, you said that. You should not have said that. You should not have hit that guy. You should not have slapped that girl. But you are still his daughter. You are still a daughter. You can come back. That's what it does. It's not just about the things you can get. It's not just about getting scriptures. Oh, the Lord will supply all your needs according to it. Yeah, there's that. But there's the fact that you are a son. You are a daughter. That's more important than what you can get. So I want you to pray this morning that Lord help me to see myself as you see me through the lens of the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's it. The righteousness that Christ Jesus has made the, 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 the possibility that I can stand righteous before God because Jesus did this for me. It is not by my effort. It is not by my actions. If it was by that one, I will fail. The arm of flesh will not prevail. That's what the Bible says. But that arm that is empowered by the Holy Spirit, that arm that is enabled by the righteousness of Christ, that is in Christ, that is the arm, that is the person that will live free indeed. Praise God. Hallelujah. I, I, I pray that you get the, the revelation. I pray that God illuminates these things. Especially, like I said, that Romans 6, when it hit me that all of these are actually teachings to people that are supposed to already be Christians, but maybe we're not even living the reality of their called or, or their calling. When you realize that, then you know that you can be a bit... It's not because you don't want to be hard on yourself, but you know that there is grace. Because this was a teaching to these people. So it's a teaching to me as well. It showed me how I can live. Praise God. I, I really hope you get that thing. I hope, I hope it hits you the way it hits me. I just thank God for Pastor Jethro that he brought up that scripture. And the way God just revealed that to me. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Can we celebrate Jesus?